it's just a different way to approach it. And I think it has yeah. completely changed what our relationship feels like. Yeah. We can overcome fights or hard places because we know we have a secure bond and we have a secure bond because we let each other into these places. Connecting, Connecting couples with the real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Angela Emhoff. And I'm Chad Emhoff and we're in our series, uh, The Beginning, and we're talking a little bit about how all this stuff downloads and how we kind of start to understand it and how we uh, change and grow as we uh, move through these processes. Last week, we got to talk a little bit about how withdrawers work or how I work, um, and, and we're sharing our stories, our personal journeys with you this, uh, this time. So this time, we get to talk a little bit about how... Angela works, how, how pursuers work and kind of their inner workings and how some of this really, uh, how she saw it, how it, how it kind of landed on her and, and then, you know, how it's kind of changed her. And so we're going to dive into that pretty quickly and just, uh, give her some space. And, uh, so, so Angela, I'll, I'll jump in. I mean, you know, how, how did you really first see EFT and how did you really kind of, or, or I say this, this process, yeah. right. Um, and, and how did you start to really kind of like incorporate that with, with your own kind of way of being and, 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 and work on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like we talked about in, in the first episode of this little yeah. segment that we're doing a little extra going back to the beginning that we were at that training and it just kind of hit me that maybe I had missed something growing up. Yeah. And it was really hard because I think that um, we will do a whole series on family of origin. We talked a little bit about family rules in our holiday series. But for me, I had in our master's program taken this family of origin class and kind of started to recognize some of the patterns that I that I learned growing up. Yeah. Um, my mom and dad both work really hard. They don't really, if you would ask them, I think if I had a conversation with them about emotion, they would, my dad cries when he talks, especially about Jesus. He has such a big heart and, you know, he'll tear up. And uh, obviously my mom, if you know, usually around grief or loss will tear up. And so our, picture of emotion was, can you cry? You know, in a movie scene, if somebody's something happens, you cry. Therefore, you can do emotion. That yeah. is really what my perspective of it was going into that training. What I realized at that training was, wait a minute, these emotions are actually signaling me to do something and I actually do something. And at the time, I think I was in my mid-30s, when we first learned it and, and I was like, so I'm 30 years Mid in to late. Uh, hey, <laughs> I'm not so I was 30 something years into strategies that I couldn't articulate emotions that I was unaware of. I didn't know how shame landed in my body. I didn't understand when I was angry, what my body was really telling me to fight for something that feels um, unfair or there were just these, this awareness of, wait a minute, did everyone else in this room, this is kind of how I thought about it first, did everybody else in this room get taught something that I didn't get taught? Yeah. Well, and that's, you're, you're bringing up such a good point. You're saying, you know what, my whole life taught me for 30 something years uh, to to do it <laughs> one way. And, 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 and so now I started to see this other thing and it's really, it, it really is almost disorienting. It was triggering for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really yeah. kind of paralyzed me where I couldn't even really continue learning a cognitive therapy that I was going to go sit in a session with someone and help them navigate when I didn't feel like 
I had ever been there or done the work myself. Now, I'm not I'm not somebody that believes you have to have done everything your clients do to really uh, have empathy for them. No, I I feel like I can have empathy for people's stories and I do incorporate my story into how I work with couples and how I work with individuals. But in this particular case, I knew that my inability to access my own emotion was preventing me from staying with somebody in their grief, staying with somebody in their sadness, validating the very good reasons that somebody does anger. In my mind, I you know, it was kind of always taught to control your anger, go over, you know, go to your room and pull yourself together, then you kind of come back uh, and and socialize with people when you're not so angry. So there were these messages that I felt natural in a, even a therapeutic session or a life coaching session to say, here's how you uh, aren't so angry or here's how you, yeah, you know, whatever. And, and so here I am kind of going, how come I didn't learn this? And so I made my first big error in this process, <laughs> which there were a few in my journey, which was I went back to my family of origin and I was like, Go hey, line them out, man. Hey, mom and dad, did you know <laughs> that emotions are important and we don't do them well? That didn't go very well for me. <laughs> so when Angela was saying that angry was something that you went and took care of on your own, she doesn't mean confrontation, just to be clear. Like you can confront in your family yeah. really directly. And that's what you just said you did. Yeah. You went back and said, hey. Did you guys know this? We Why actually, didn't we do this? in my yeah. family of origin, do talk directly about stuff. I mean, yes. we go toe-to-toe on a yeah. lot of issues. So it's not like we avoid issues. Yeah. But really, there wasn't an understanding of emotion or even permission to feel negative emotion. My faith journey really was, and, and it was a great strategy for my dad, for my mom, for some of the stuff they came out of, which was choose joy, yeah. be happy. Be grateful for where you're at. And that strategy yeah. does work sometimes. But for me, there was, I had, I had been through a divorce. I had come back from making really poor choices in my life and really had to go, wait a minute, I'm missing a piece. And the missing piece is actually why I have had some of, why my marriage didn't work, why I've had some moral failure, why I've made some poor choices, why, why I had to kind of rebuild and so it wasn't at that moment, I, you know, we, we heard in the last episode, your journey was a little bit more career driven. Like I am learning a theory to be a better therapist. Yeah. You have absolutely applied it in your person and in your marriage. But for me, it was like, I can no longer pursue the rest of this the until re- I figure this out. <laughs> the, re- yeah. the career part, I've got to apply this for myself. And that's just us being different learners. I yeah. am a kind of want to know and understand it through my own lens so that I can apply it. So I kind of got back into therapy and was like, um, I think I'm really broken. I think there's something that's really missing. And I really started to continue on, like I went to the next round of trainings, but with a different approach. I actually was like, slowly taking notes and applying, pretending I was the client in the chair going, this is what I'm learning and I'm understanding and I'm validating myself in these places where I never kind of have been validated before. Also, very similar to Chad, I didn't understand the importance of taking my pain to somebody else. 
in his mind, it was, and, and he shared this in the last episode, I don't want to share my weakness because I don't think you're going to love me there. Yeah. For me, it, it was kind of like it feels chaotic and probably too much, and I need to keep all of this big emotion tucked in. Maybe a little bit similar, but for me, it was it was always like mature and stable means not emotional. Yeah. And if I wasn't, go ahead. Yeah, you made. I was just. I I just thought about something. I'm like, which is so. I see emotions so differently than you. Yeah. Like we really both do. (laughs) Mature and stable, and and so what you're saying is you started to see it as the way you stay mature and stable. And I I, want to ask. I don't know. Yeah. Is is you kind of you try to get on top of it? You use words and you use content or, or story or, or take control of the situation yeah, yeah. because if I'm getting emotionally out of control, it's really bad. That activity and I see that acti- that react yeah. that that controlling. Yeah. I see that as emotion. Yeah. So that's a very different thing oh, for us. It was the how you controlled the emotion. Yeah. No. Well, then that's that's that's. And that was the yeah. thing I was learning, though, was that underneath that structure and that underneath that control or underneath that, that I was energy really being run by emotions that, I had no that you idea. didn't have any words no. for. So no. you, you kind of could use your like uh, anxious energy yeah. or, or emotion. Well, this is yeah. something that's cool. I, I'm just thinking about. I yeah. work a lot with individuals in this, too, where I want to try to help, uh, you know, like we'll work with couples, chat will work with one side. I'll work with the other. I'll work with the wife or work with the individual and say, can you connect the behaviors you're doing back to the emotion that that cued it? We, we talked about this before in our series on a fight. We talked about there's this trigger and you see something and it sends a message to your brain and then your brain applies a meaning and then your body has a natural response to yeah. whatever that meaning was. There's a behavioral response attached to an emotional warning sign or message that your body is sending you. And so- Kind of learning and understanding that appraisal theory is what it's yeah. uh, what it's called, but understanding that was like, wait a minute, you're telling me that I'm not just arbitrarily going through these behaviors or going through these motions, but underneath something motivated it. So I went backwards in my own journey, and it's a, it's a kind of when I do life coaching, it's what I coach people on. Go backwards and say, now can you tell me when you're feeling insecure? Let's go there. Let's go to a place of insecurity. What do you do? What's What are the things that get you not feeling insecure anymore? And at the time, in my unhealth, it was everything from try to get attention to buy comfortable jeans that fit me, that make me feel good about myself or whatever. There were some people will drink or do bad things or do good things. Or, you know, like if you're an extrovert, hang out with people that makes you feel better or reach out and get validation from people or anything, whatever it is. Can you say when I'm feeling insecure, these are my tendencies. And then I went kind of down this list of when I'm feeling angry, what are my tendencies? When I'm feeling, when I have a shame trigger, I'm feeling inadequate or not enough. What are my triggers? When I'm feeling sad, what is my tendency to do? In my family of origin, we didn't do sad publicly. We did sad very privately. Yeah. And so knowing that Chad and I are kind of public people where I'm in ministry, he we do we teach, we obviously in our, our workshops and in this podcast, we share a lot of our own story. And this is something we kind of had to, or I kind of had to grapple with this. This means I have to do sad in front of other people. We have a a journey when we got married and wanted to have kids. 
and were having infertility issues and couldn't get pregnant and then did and, and had two miscarriages. I remember after the first one, it was so hard for me to let people see my sadness because I felt like I had to respond to their sadness for me. It was this weird yeah. that the second miscarriage we had, I didn't want to tell anybody. And I remember thinking, and then we got pregnant with Avery, our, our beautiful miracle. And I thought, I don't want to share that we're pregnant because yeah. if it doesn't go well, I'm going to have to let other people experience my sadness. And I can't do that. That is not what my body is telling me is safe to do. And I had to go, wait a minute. For you, it's a lot of work to hold that back. Oh isn't my it? gosh, it is a lot of work. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say it's it's more work to hold back the bigger emotions when I think that I've got it under control and I'm blaming someone else for yeah. it. Yeah. Like like in our in our cycle, if I think you're doing something and you're the reason that I'm distressed, I can don't have a problem telling you that. And yeah. now that I've learned that that doesn't land well, I have to hold that back and hope for the best. It's not as hard for me to hold back my sadness. I don't actually want to share that because then you're going to want to respond. And there's always been for me this idea that, uh-oh, if you're going to try to comfort me, then I have to feel comfort. Like You have to do something. I have to. You have to let me in. expectation yeah. of how I'm now supposed to feel. Or, yeah. So it's so very similar to in, your, in our last episode. You're like, yeah, it feels... 2% easier. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to quote Chad in that. Would you want to get 2% better? Try this. Yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> really hard thing. Well, so yeah, for yeah. me, it's like, you know, kind of the same on your end. We're like, yeah. okay, well, how has the change happened? So for me, as I started to kind of acknowledge that there were strategies or behaviors that my body just kind of went to when I felt these things, that's where for me, I want to say, and, and this is my faith story, is that that's where I kind of let God into those spaces yeah. and said, God, this is what my strategy has been, or this is what I I just kind of go to because I think it works, but it has not been working. What can I do differently? And not only was it like letting God into those spaces and, and recognizing that I have value in those spaces, but now at that point, you're in my life, you're on this journey, and I know Im the importance of letting your partner in. So it was in kind yeah. of including you into those spaces. And you did a great job. I feel like I have a very engaged withdrawer from the beginning of us learning this. And we're, how blessed are we that it was like year one and a half that we got all this information downloaded right. and didn't have this long marriage. I hear so many people have a long marriage story and are learning it and have to kind of go back and repair things that they didn't, they just didn't know. They didn't have the content. So for you, I want to, I'm, I'm not trying to cut you off, but yeah, I'm like, yeah. but for you, it really landed like, oh my gosh, I've got to, I have got to go do, I have got to do some work around Not just, this. and not just our relationship, but you're saying like personal, like personal work in every relationship. Cause you're talking about like, and, and I don't, maybe we didn't set it up, but like church staff knew about the miscarriages. Yep. You had family, you're pretty public on Facebook. Yep. Like, and we're not saying that everybody out there needs to be as public with their stuff as, no. as maybe Angela was, or I was, but I'm like, you're saying that this was like, it really kind of wrecked you when you started to go into this and it. It's interesting too because my father um, is a profession was a professional football player and a, a yeah. huge coach and is in the, the Hall of Fame and at LSU and actually a lot of Hall of Fames and so he was a public figure. Yeah, but it was very um, and I, I know I don't want to 
discredit the importance of this because I do recognize that public, I want to say public figures have um, a responsibility yeah. to to the influence that they have on others. But my my dad and my family of origin, the rule was kind of always show your best. The messy stuff needs to not be shared. Tuck no, that in kind of. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. kind of keep that private or keep that back. Always just be happy, joyful, grateful, positive, encouraging, good, good, good emotions. And so that good, good, bad, or otherwise, that is kind of what it was like for me, even in my roles as being a leader, a ministry leader, uh, somebody who's a speaker. It was the good stuff is okay to share with others, but nobody really wants to kind of swim in that negative emotion. You don't want to, you know, even in some of my, you know, I've been a manager, I've been a, a leader in most of my jobs. I I kind of go to this training position. And so we're taught, whether it's through human resources or through trainings or whatever, that you don't want to, the quote is like bleed on your team. You want to take your stuff either lateral or up. And I didn't really have lateral or up. I, it wasn't in some, most of your world. Yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah. something. I, a lot of times, I was the leader, and I didn't know who to. If I was sad, that was just going to get in the way of my ability to do a good job. So I definitely wasn't going to share that. And I feel like that's a sad thing that happens in ministry. Is you'll see pastors or or people who are in burnout or even in the therapeutic setting in yeah. burnout to go, man, I'm in a hard place, but if I share this, it could jeopardize how people see my ability to do my job. So I better lock this down. And that was devastating in my life. And I had to come to terms with that, how I landed in a divorce when that is not something I, you know, I'm, I'm proud of, or even at the time would say, didn't believe in it. And yet here I am a divorcee. So sitting so, here today, I'm going to change this. Yeah. Sitting here today, how have you changed? How has this changed you? Golly. Um, You're kind of talking about it, so I'm just going to make it over. It, it. Like, what has it done to you? completely shifted my paradigm. Yeah. I mean, now most of the things, I, I'll teach classes on your emotional identity and how important yeah. emotion. I mean, I read the books about the importance of emotional health and how to apply emotion uh, in your spiritual walk. It's so yeah. valuable for me. It has not only shifted who I am as a person, what I am, my little daughter, what I want her to learn and understand about her emotions. But in our relationship, it doesn't mean that I can stop our cycle or even stop myself always from getting frustrated at you or or bringing out some of those kind of pursuer strategies that are really ingrained. But I, I do feel like we're quick to repair. I yeah. am quick to go. I don't like what happened to me just then. And I want to come back to it. I do let you in to some of those sad and hard places and it's been safe. I have an engagement yeah. drawer who wants to meet me in those spaces and tell me I'm not too much. And those sides of me are valuable and beautiful too. And so that has been a huge blessing for me. And I have a community that I'm vulnerable with and I'm kind of walking them through this same space. So it yeah. is, it has completely changed me. Yeah. It's been a huge paradigm shift. So what a cool thing, man. And I don't want to, I don't want to, Cut us off by no, any no, means. Yeah, yeah. It lends but. itself to kind of our connect point on this side. And and we talked in the last one, this idea that uh, if you're kind of in this cognitively and going, okay, this is, uh, it's important to stay engaged or it's important to kind of think about where we are, then um, I'm just going to do the thing. And for me, it was like, I have to change from almost like at my core level at a, at a different, it wasn't yeah. in my brain, it was in my gut. 
Uh, it was a felt sense more than it was a cognitive place. And so um, I think for me, that is the big shift. And, and we kind of want to pitch to you. The connect point is where ha- where are you with this if you are not the cognitive person? And maybe there's there well, a couple out there. If you're not both. the withdrawer, if you're not a cognitive withdrawer, if you're more of maybe the um, the anxious kind of what you said, I, it really was a good way to say it. Like, like you expressed a lot of um, – anxious energy. And that felt really safe for you. It's your, if you're the person who really expresses that way, you know, how, how is this, how is this different for you? Different. Yeah. Is the, how are you taking this? And how are you, how is your body experiencing this? And what is it like? I mean, like Angela said, is this, what is it like to think that there might be something below that or underneath that, that needs to be expressed and, and hasn't hearing for me that there were these underlying emotions that were kind of driving my behaviors was mind blowing hearing for me that I contributed to the distress in our relationship when I was pretty sure it was Chad's fault or pretty sure it was my ex-husband's fault. And that's why my marriage failed recognizing that I, the pursuer or I, this person who had this emotion that was kind of controlling me, if I want to use those words and I didn't know it getting in tune with what was happening there and recognizing that I actually can do something different, respond to my emotions differently, bring something else forward instead of just telling him what to do or coaching him or uh, people. Can I say, tell you something? I think I think me being more him. engaged on this side has helped you, but I'm, I'm like, I think it helps me more than two percent to kind of like have you do some Aww. things different. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm like, I, it's interesting because I think my engagement helps you a lot. Yeah, but I think your your kind of different Shit approach. Also. Helps me a lot. Yay. And so that, 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 that's, that's a good, I mean, maybe, you know, 2%, I was sitting over here thinking is 2%. I'm like, <laughs> We're going with I'm the like, chat. I'm like, but, but 2% over time. Yeah. And, and if you multiply that out and you take years yeah. and, and, and moments and days even, and it, it, over time you get 2%, 2%, it, it, it adds up pretty quick. For me so, to kind yeah. of start to see what it was like to be on the other side of my frustration or criticism or anger, I started to realize, man, I feel bad for him for being on the other side when I'm not in a, be- in the best place. And so that made me want to shift a little bit of who I was and say, Hey, my, I don't want to be mad at you and I don't want to be critical to you, but I, there's something happening for me and I want to let you in on it. I'm frustrated and here's why it's just a different way to approach it. And I think it has yeah. completely changed what our relationship feels like. Yeah. We can overcome fights or hard places because we know we have a secure bond and we have a secure bond because we let each other into these places. And that's what we hope for you as well. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Ange. Y'all, the best thing you can do, uh, if, if you enjoy this, if you like this is really, uh, Go go on and, and rate us or give us a, a subscription or, or like us, thumbs up us, download us, uh, share us with friends, tell people about us. We've been getting great feedback and we're so appreciative of that. Um, I'll read one real quick, but but listening to this podcast has helped our marriage. Chad and Angela teach us about intricate parts of our relationship and each partner's role in it. That has been enlightening and to us as spouses. We have learned to put words to our feelings and to understand our cycle better. We are on a path to healing our and strengthening our marriage. And this podcast has given us direction and clarity in navigating that so if you have Gosh, some feedback for so us yeah that's exactly what our hope is yeah so thank you for giving us that review it's really important to us so nice and, and, and if you have feedback for us we'd love to get it and we'd love to maybe even share it so thanks so much thanks for checking us out angela thank you for sharing your story you with bet. us and thank your you side of it. earlier yeah. too for sharing yours oh. we appreciate it come back with us for one more episode in this where we talk about where we want to take this podcast in this next year and what we hope for you thanks